another poor defensive effort by the Bulldogs, more injuries to our team. Cody Walker, does he deserve an apology for his performance in origin? Will the Bulldogs be able to stop the Penrith juggernaut from scoring 60? And can Buzz even be considered the journalist at this point? All this on more on the Kennel NRL podcast episode 21. And I'd like to welcome uh, Dibbo back to the podcast. He's here every single week and a close friend of the podcast, Papisua. He's back again. He's been absent for a while, been busy, busy with life, but he's, but he's back. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, boys. How you been? Very good. It's been very good uh, in the past month, but um, yeah, I can't wait to get started. Ah, it's awesome. So good to have you. I've missed you, man. It's been, you. Uh, you been a while, bro. I missed your chill vibes. Dibbo, how you been, bro? Yeah, I've been good. Um, so when do we get this apology? <laughs> <laughs> the apology will be coming the apology will be coming i swear so when you were uh when you were away yeah. overseas uh one of the podcasts Dibbo and i got into it about whether cody walker would be any good in state of origin yeah uh and my argument was that i didn't think he would do any oh, any good um, for the blues <laughs> and uh he comes out you know plays for the blues and absolutely tears yeah. queensland yeah. apart yeah. on that left edge um you know, definitely made for origin, played with the uh, the aggression and the uh, confidence that I think we've lacked um, for three weeks, uh, for three games instead of origin, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Before that, <clears throat> boys, I, I want to talk about uh, the Bulldogs' performance uh, against the Broncos. Um, before I rant, how do you think it was? Uh, it went. How do you think the Bulldogs went against uh, an understrength Broncos team? Um, a lot of people actually thought. I mean, because Brisbane had a lot of players out, so a lot of people thought Canterbury can spring the upset. Um, seeing they also had the win last week against Souths. Um, look, it was a pretty even contest, and then obviously the halfback's gone down, and I guess the whole structure of the Bulldogs' attack went out the window, and they just couldn't stick it to Brisbane after. So yeah, it was quite a disappointing scoreline. Um, you know, it was against understrength Brisbane. Um, did expect Canterbury to do a lot better than that. We actually expected a tight tussle, high scoring uh, tussle. But yeah, I guess one injury threw the whole the whole plan out the window. Papi, how did you see I went? Kikau was back. He's not coming back. Well, th- there are some <laughs> rumors saying he might come back against his former team, yeah. Penrith Panthers. But um, <clears throat> I mean, it, he's you know, regardless of whether Kikau was there or not. We, you know, the Bulldogs defense and their defensive structures throughout the whole year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really starting, like, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly is the problem, but I've sort of, you know, it's been thinking about this quite a lot and I'm sort of coming to this sort of conclusion where I think it's either the players don't want to listen to what Seraldo is trying to implement as a defensive structure or Seraldo isn't able to implement a basic enough defensive structure that the players in our team can implement. I think there's so much potential there. Do you agree, Dibber? I think there's so much potential. Oh, they're so are. young. They're still early. Or a lot of them are still early in their career. Yeah. I mean, there's about a dozen players with 10 games or less. Um, yeah, they will look, they will improve out of sight. Um, probably okay. not in one year, maybe in two years, but yeah. Uh, okay. Granted that there is potential and I'm not denying there is potential, but for me as a Bulldog supporter, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how some of these easy tries are scored. Like if you look at Billy Walters, he just strolled over. And then Willison, that that has to be 
the most pathetic attempt at defense in first grade I think I've ever seen. That was not even an attempt. There, like, you know, sometimes people, the meme, there was an attempt made. In this case, there wasn't even an attempt made. And what was interesting was before Willison scores that try, uh, yeah, Jack, Jackson Topene points at that area that there's a gap here. And the gap's not closed and, and it's almost telling he's almost telling the attacker you can score through this gap because no one's there. Right? Now again, this is not, you know, a, 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 just a cattle issue because I don't think the plays we have in general are poor. I just think that our defensive structures, when you look back through the whole season, have been absolutely pathetic from the beginning. Right now, I know it's harsh, and and that's okay. I'm you know I'm not here to to you know say the coaches are right off or whatever. I'm just saying that before 2024, this needs to be rectified. Dogs have no chance of making top eight now. Yeah, mate, we're almost getting the wooden spoon. Wow. So this reminds me of a conversation we had with our, our other guest Omar, where he said dogs don't make top eight. And then dogs will make top eight for another probably next year or another two years. So he was right in that aspect. I mean, look, I think I you think know someone owes two apologies. <laughs> no, Emma's not getting any apology. He can sack himself. They, they, need, um, look, they need um they got some good players coming in next year if they can sign another two world class. They got front. Croydon, didn't they? Yeah, they got Croydon, and I think they're on the hot on the heels of Payne Haas. Payne Haas, wouldn't that be massive? So if they get two world class front rows for next year, that that changes almost overnight. It's interesting you mentioned does Sexton. Does he come next year or no? Who? If he, does he have a paint? Oh, just not quickly on paint ass. I know you want to go Sexton, but um, if you guys nab him, does he get released to come to you guys next year? or is 2025. It oh. So it won't be next year. So he's got to finish his contract. Yeah, he has unless to finish his contract. Unless, unless the Broncos, uh, yeah. Unless it's Tino or... Or Fafita, yeah. Or Fodawaka. Oh. They they can come across because their contract is essentially uh, null and void because of the um, the option they had that if Justin Holbrook was to be was to leave the club then um, they had an option in their contract they could exercise. Oh, they can opt out. Yeah, oh, they can okay. opt out. Right. Yeah. Um, but look, it's interesting. You know what what difference Toby Sexton made not being in the team even defensively. I thought was quite interesting. But we went from competing because when he went off, it was twenty two eighteen to us not showing any attack after he went off. And it's quite interesting. He's only 22 years old, but what he's brought to the team in terms of calling our attacking structure, in terms of um, being able to be that link man between, say, the dummy half and the 5'8 burden or, you know, our centres and our wingers, it's it's remarkable. And it gives me a little bit of hope because if you bring in – a forward, or if you bring a, a Viliami kicker back from injury, can he potentially have the same effect on, say, the forwards? Do you think that uh, someone like a Viliami kicker, an experienced second rower, and then an experienced mm. prop like a Payne Haas or a Tino or whoever it may be, do you think that one or two signings could make a monumental difference to our team? Or are we being a little bit too optimistic and the number seven is just, he's just too much of a linchpin in the team? Makes a huge difference. For example, if you guys this year had um, an injury-free, for example, uh, Viliami Kikau and, and Luke Thompson there, you got two middlemen in, in the middle that offer you starch and can stand up to any forward in the game. Monumental, you'd be hot on the hills of the top eight. You wouldn't be sitting down where you are now. So definitely just takes a couple of signings of big men in the middle that are world class. 
Because why I ask is I go back to the, the the point about defensive structures, right? Clearly, there's something wrong there. Like it's not just we're lacking players. I think there's something wrong with our defensive structures. Does or do one or two players make that big of a difference in our defense? Look, it definitely would. Yeah, I agree. You, you, can you Matt? You had Kikau and Thompson there. <coughs> they definitely defend a lot better than practically your whole side. You know, they, they I'm sure they communicate. They'll stand up to other forwards. The rest of the team will feed off them. That's that's all it takes. Because I think, like, if you look at the Broncos, they had six or seven of their players out. Um, that 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 generally play like they didn't have Penn Haas, they didn't have Reese Walsh, they didn't have Pat Carrigan, um, Flegler wasn't there, um, Jordan Ricky wasn't there. Just just to name, you know, so, a couple off the top of my head, and we still had forty four put on us. Now, granted, they had their six and seven, yeah. right? And I think Tristan Saylor at number one played very very well. You know, he's excellent. And Selwyn Cobo, what a freak! What an absolute freak! Um, but I, I I find it. As a, as a fan watching that, it's inexcusable that our team can let in 44 points by a Broncos team missing so many players, right? And that's why I say, if you look at, you know, the weeks before, sure, we beat a heavily depleted South team, but they still, still scored 30 points on us, right? And then you go back throughout the, the season and we have, we have the worst defensive team in the NRL. And we weren't this bad defensively last year. We were bad, but not this bad. This is why I'm saying, like, I, I'm trying to, because this is the conversation I'm trying to have, right? Is, you know, and what do you guys think? Like, it, is it our defensive structures? Is it the players that we have? Is it the the fact that we can't keep momentum? What do you guys think it is about the Bulldogs' defense that's keeping us um, so far, you know, below everybody else in terms of defense? Because even the Tigers' defense isn't as bad as ours. Sure, they got, you know, they had 74 points scored on them, but we had 66. Maybe he's just scared. Well, what are we scared of? The opposite team. <laughs> Look, I don't, I, no, no, Fair I mean, <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, or who's your defensive coach? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be uh, uh, Cameron Seraldo. He was the def- the defensive coach at the Panthers. Well, with that sort of caliber of plays at the Panthers, uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's quite easy to be a defensive coach. So yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, but see, this is why I go back to again about you systems, the right? Coach can be a defensive. It's it's true, but if you look at, for example, the Panthers on the weekend against the Dolphins, we're missing, I don't know, seven or eight first graders, and they still managed to defend, and they've got one of the best defenses that three years, four years running, the best defense, you know, some of the best defense we've ever seen, right? And and there's no doubt Cameron Seraldo did have something to do with him implementing those systems, right? So I go back and say, is it because he's, he's it's a complicated defensive? Like, I'm just trying to understand because, you know, we can say that we've got poor team, you know, a young team, all we want, but they're missing such basic uh, uh, tackles and they're, they're letting in the softest tries I've ever seen. Like yeah. this is beyond just not having the cattle. I think, I think it's yeah, exactly yeah, not having the cattle. So if you look at the depth of the rosters, like Canterbury have, let's say, a dozen injuries and then all of a sudden their squad feels like it's thin and inexperienced. Whereas Brisbane have a dozen injuries and they still got- Or out for origin or whatever. Yeah, let's just say, for example, all right, they had a dozen out, you know, or half a dozen or whatever it was, but you just look at the plethora of talent they got there. You know, all of a sudden, you got Priya Kura that's still available, for example. Palacia. You know, yeah, Palacia. I mean, Willison. You know, they haven't played that much this year, uh, you know, but they've played in previous seasons and mm. they can stand up against any forward in, in, in NRL. So, I mean- if those guys are off contract, they're, they're a valuable signature if anyone wants to grab them. Hmm. 
thoughts, puppy? On on dogs and what? What do you think? My what do you think? I'm asking you about honestly. You of dogs, I think dogs just they're not going to make the top eight. I think we should. No, of course they're not. Yeah. We know that. It's not about no, them making. You know what? You mean in coming seasons. Yeah, coming seasons. They need time to build up. Yeah, the they got to build themselves up. But they need just those few signings. Like, have a if few they signings. get Payne Haas, they already got cried and wow, you guys are going to make top eight next year. I swear, you guys will. They need more than just one forward. I think they need about two or three. Yeah, but they got Tevita. They have got kick out there. They got. Exactly. If they can say injury free and look at that Luke Thompson, on, that, if they can retain Luke Thompson and he's injury Luke free, yeah. that's your front row already. And I, I gotta say, Adokar, you know what? I had doubts on him, but he's been playing amazing footy. Adokar's always playing amazing footy. His defense is suspect. Origin. He wow. just needed look, he just needed someone to give him space and time. He needed to play with a proper half, Cody Walker. Uh, look, I agree. No, no, but look, honestly, um <laughs> just on um we will get there, but Cody had also a lot of time to play because Cam Murray was allowing him all that extra I agree, space. I agree, yeah. I agree, I agree. You know, he was like the unsung hero. But, yeah, that's, that's, Cam like, that's incredible. what um, Josh Adokar needs. Just needs someone to give him time and space and, and just distribute the ball to him. That try he scored. But what about Adokar? They, like, um, he just passed that ball by uh, Walker and Adokar had an open line and did it all himself. Needs, wow, was, I was like... That, that try he scored in Origin, in the game three, where he kicked out over the top three, gathered and scored. Wow, was one of the just, great tries. We had all your levels. But he made it look so house. easy. Jump, like, it, was yeah. so, <laughs> it was so easy. He made it look, it was scintillating. It was just. It was, it was what, it was, it's what Fox can do, right? And um, I would love to see, uh, like, I can't wait to see Josh Adokar play um, outside Sexton and Burden when they've clicked a little bit better. Because I, honestly, I think that once you, and then if you, you bring, you know, you put Vili Ami Kikau back in there. And wow. honestly, I think that left side is just going to be wow. incredible for us mm. in coming, you know, next year and so on. Yeah. Um, but, it, but you know, we can attack. We've shown like, you know, against the Rabbitohs, we scored 30. Even against the Broncos, we scored 24. Um, can we, you know, can we stop the opposition from scoring more than we can score? That's where the, the that's where the, the scary part is. And, you know, again, our defense is just so poor. Like what I expected from Seraldo is to, to tighten up our defense and sure we've had injuries. Yeah, they can't defend their it, line. Like our problem is anytime any team gets into our 20 meter line, it's almost a guaranteed try for them. It's almost a guaranteed try for them. Granted, our 20 meter attack was is much better with Sexton there, and we've scored you know more tries in two weeks with from within our 20 than we did probably the last 18 rounds before that having Sexton there. But it's it's stopping the, the opposition, you know. And, and again, you know, my question to to the listeners out there again is, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that maybe Seraldo is complicating things, or is it just a, a matter of lack of uh, ability from the players? Um, you know. Will a, someone like a Viliami Kikau or a Payne Haas or a more experienced forward be able to uh, help with the communication? Um, it, it'll be interesting to hear what, what your um, what your thoughts are because for me it's it's you know it, it is worrying and I don't know if we fix that you know between now and the end of the season. Um, it, it may not be something that the Bulldogs fix between now and the end of the season. We can see a few more um, big off season coming up. Massive uh, off season, massive. but I, but I mean, I, I can, we can see. I, I'm I'm worried that there's going to be some big cricket score put against us over the coming weeks. If you look at, um, you know, this week we've got the the Panthers, and they get back, uh, you know, six players. They you know they get back Crichton, uh, To'o, uh, uh, Luai, Cleary. Uh, they get Ghana. They get Isaiah Yo back. So they get wow. you know, they get six, six or seven. Back, eh? Yeah, Cleary's back, back this week. Came back after that. Yeah, after wow. the yeah Who after his Henry get back. 
No one. We lose. Are you a guys couple. got the bye this week? No, we're playing no, Panthers this week in five <laughs> days. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't know if it's uh, in, in it Penrith. Really yeah, really. really so he's got no one back. Like no. Well, we actually lose Sexton and Burns this oh, week against god. the Panthers. How did they get their balls back? Or we, oh god. Yeah, well, that's no. That, no kicker wasn't named. So okay, we'll get to that, right? Um, but before we get to talking about the, the lineup for the Panthers, I just wanted to um. Talk about Skelton, his first full NRL game on the wing. I was really impressed with him. Likewise, yeah. Um, people were talking about, you know, he's defensively, he's not there yet or whatever the case may be. He, he Look, he was up against, um, you know, the incredible um, uh, Selwyn Cobbo. So he did score a couple of freakish tries, but he ran, you know, he took 20, 21 runs for 185 metres, um, he ran with a lot of gusto um, and, and they were like straight into the teeth of the opposition. He wasn't Good scared meters. to take, oh, it was excellent meters. And you know, people were worried about him under the high ball. He, he didn't look worried under the high ball. He didn't look bad under the high ball at all. He didn't get rushed into first grade, which is good. But I think- He went to the ranks, didn't he? Well, he came from rugby union. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they've had, you know, the Bulldogs home for a while and they've been, you know, holding off, holding off. But I think, to be honest, he 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 did it, gave a really good account of himself on the weekend. And it's very impressive to see him uh, perform so well. I, I really, really hope that uh, Seraldo can keep him in the team to the end of the year to give him experience. Because, look, while we have a lot of young players, I think for next year, that experience is going to be really good. Now, depth is going to be incredible next year and the year after. But it's just in the moment, it's hard to sort of look to the future. Uh, foresight is difficult. Um, but, you know, I, I'm still really worried about this Panthers game. Like, you know, as, as a doggy supporter, formally, I say we're going to win by two. Uh, but informally, I'm worried they're going to put 60 on us. Um, and, and that's the truth. I'm yeah. worried the 91 point scoring record is going to go. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, yeah. I think Penrith will go about 60 here. You know, and then you look at, you know, there are some positives. Like, I, I do want to say there are some positives, as we're mentioning with Skelton. Like, you look at Preston, 45 tackles, 45 tackles, and I think he's got a 98% tackle efficiency. Just worry about that guy. He's going to burn out, man. He's Making incredible. So he, every week wow. he's averaging about 40 to 45 tackles. He's running heaps. You know, he, sco he scored a try. Um, he's just. He's such a fantastic second row, and the fact that we've got him signed to twenty twenty seven. That's good. I yes. think I think we'll be re-signing him in twenty twenty six as our captain. That's I, my honest opinion. I, I think he's getting through too much work. I think they'll make you captain, mate. <laughs> captain courageous. Yeah, you're going to be running the water if you keep going. Uh, yeah, you'll be running the water, mate. Um, you know, the <laughs> other one is uh, Blake Wilson on the wing. Another standout performance by him, I think, as a as a as a winger. He's fantastic. Um, what a, what a you know to to bring him in and I think he was playing for the Noosa Pirates and then he's come down and he's playing for the Bulldogs. Just, how many changes have they made with wingers this past? This year? We haven't had a consistent team for yeah, more than yeah, two weeks in a row, and and, that, and that's that's the problem as well Even with the fullback position. Yeah, which you know, Avarillo, it, it it still blows my mind that not only did we not play him at fullback for eighteen weeks. We actually let him go before giving him a chance at fullback. Yeah, fullback. And I think he's been a big difference for us. He's at playing the back. this week, right? He's playing oh, at fullback this God, week. That's who's going to save you. Um, who's your strength and conditioning and fitness coach? Uh, I used to be, um, you know, Gaz. Is it Gaz? Who? You would know Gaz. Trained Sunny Bill. 
Oh and yeah, Jonathan Thurston and all of them. Yeah, he was one of the greatest strength and conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think they had Billy Johnston there though. And they had Billy Johnston. John, there, yeah. Billy Johnston. But who's your strength? You don't. You're not I'm sure. not sure. I'd have to look that up. But I. Jeez, <laughs> something going on there. Yeah, look, like, like. <laughs> So, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not making a lot of the situation, but it just seems like they get through a lot of injuries, or their players just look unfit. Yeah, they honestly start wilting in the last ten or fifteen minutes. And wow. that's been, and, and that's been that's been the 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 theme of every single game this year, where we've you know we've gone toe to toe for sixty five minutes, and in the last ten or fifteen, they score four they, tries on us. Yeah. They actually got a lot of pace in their side, mm. you know, like. They shouldn't be like basically falling off in the last 15 20 no, minutes. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're, they're pacey guys look tired. Like you, you look at Jacob Rulo, Blake Wilson, uh, even Jarrell Skelton. They're not they're not slugs. They're quite quick. And then you bring a fox into that, and you and you think, wow, there's a lot of speed. But it's it's when we when when we have pressure, we put the when the blowtorch blowtorches on us, we sort of just fall down. Surprised um, they haven't made moves to just. You know, get the right stuff. Well, he might do it in the offseason, but like, for example, Shane Flanagan, mm. he's already made moves and he got the strength and conditioning and fitness coach that Wayne Bennett's predominantly used in the last decade, decade or so. With smart moves. You know, and shows the shows the value of having an experienced coach. Yeah, you need pace. Look, Canterbury's got the they've got some extremely quick players in there. Just we don't have the resilience. It really it comes down to that resilience. Need, we just don't fitness. have the resilience. Yeah, that stamina. When when we when we're when we're being uh when we're on the back foot, we just can't defend. We it's like mentally we we've given up before we've even defended. Um and that was clearly on show against the Broncos. To be honest, I thought in the first twenty to twenty five minutes we were making a very good go of it. I thought you guys would win. I was, I was like, wow, this is this is a different Alfie. But as soon as Sexton was was injured, uh, I thought, you know what, it's over. Uh, it was clear it was over. I Reynolds was running a muck when he was a second. They lost, they lost yeah, the he was. No, no, he was. Uh, you see how he just... Incredible. Him and Mam were just... Right yeah, they were yeah. just tearing us apart. Um, it, you know, and look, interested to hear your take. What do you guys think? How do you think we performed after Sexton left compared to when he was on the field? Um and and what what difference do you guys think he has made to the team? Because from where I'm sitting, if if Burden and Sexton can continue to spark up that um, combination, I think he should be our long term halfback. I know that's early. I th- I think that's that that might be. Oh, absolutely. I think Sexton. He's 22. He's got the footy IQ and he's got the confidence to call the shapes that we need to call. And he's laid on some good tries for us. Um, and he's giving Burden the freedom to do what he needs to do. Because if you look at Burden in the second half compared to the first half, it was like two weeks ago where Burden was just getting the ball and kicking it up in the air. There was no um, running from Burden. There was no real like a uh, flare or passing. There was no confidence. It was just like, I'm going to kick or I'm going to, you know, take, get the ball and kick. And look, are um, those um, Jade and Sullivan rumors still around or they have, have they cooled off? Uh, look, uh, to be honest, there's something I want to talk about um, in terms of rumors. Um, and this is an honest question before we get into talking about the dogs of Panthers. Can you even call Buzz Rothfield a journalist anymore? No, he's just a, he's a shock jock. No, he's not even a shock jock. He's just a nuisance. He really is. He is. He's an absolute nuisance. You know, it's it's and even Michael Shamas, like all these journalists. It's so interesting to me that number one, they they say that they care about the game, but when it comes to supporting the players in the RLPA, they're actually not supporting the players. Then when it comes to um, you know, kicking teams while they're down, right? You look at what Boz Rothfield and Michael Shamas and Brent Reed and all these others have been doing to the Tigers. It's really pathetic, right? And it's 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 disappointing, right, that the Tigers can't seem to 
weed out the leak that they've got that's leaking all this information to I, the I media? Don't think, I don't think a lot of it's true. I think it's like with those sort of journos, for every truth, for every one truth they print, they give you like about 10 lies or twist of the stories. Yeah. You know, like, and they'll come out and go, oh, but that's what I've been informed. So they got a spies or they got spies for them or disciples or, you know. Little lackeys that do their, yeah, their, their spies, dirty work. You know, they run and go get information for them. Well, sorry, but if that's your spies or your little disciples going out and getting you information and coming back, a lot of times they're bringing you back lies. So you are responsible. You know, yeah. imagine that. Imagine being a spy for someone. It's, it's but I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's embarrassing. As, as sort of an independent, informant. imagine being an informant, embarrassing. Like, as mm. a, a independent media that covers rugby league, you know, I love the sport, I love the game, I love the players. You know, without the players, there is no sport, but without the fans, there is no sport either. And I think, you know, the players love talking to the fans, they love interacting. But I just, I genuinely, find myself questioning again and again the quality of journalism around NRL and rugby league. Mm. Um, you know, very rarely do you find a journalist with uh, some sort of integrity when it comes to talking about rugby league. Like the Tigers are trying to fix the issues. They have issues and they're trying to fix them. But it just seems like, you know, because it's negativity, they're going to continue to write about it because it sells. Or like Buzz, Buzz Rothfield's almost stalker-like obsession with Phil Gould and his whereabouts. He's just trying to remain relevant. Um, it's just yeah. incredible. It, talk about your Sharks. Your Sharks are literally bottom feeders. They can only defeat bottom teams. They can't defeat a top eight team. Why don't you talk about what's going on there? Nico Hines has been out of form since that game one state of origin. Why don't you talk about that? Why do you have to continue attacking the teams? You know, they've done it with the Dragons. They've done it with them. Well, it's him and Dave Riccio. They're both known Cronulla supporters. Of course, they're going to try kick down the Dragons. Yeah. It's the ridiculous. Dragons, if the Dragons thrive, where's Cronulla? Yeah, where's Cronulla? Completely for, relevant. For a team that's winning for the last few seasons, they seem to only still be getting crowds of ten or 11,000. Every time you hear Cronulla's making money, all of a sudden they go on broke again. So... It's you know how long does Cronulla stay relevant? You know, for me, and, and look, to be honest, like I'm happy to hear what you know the fans have to say, what you guys think, because as a fan, as an observer of the game, as someone who watches almost every single game, who follows the news, loves the theatre, loves the drama, right? I, I, I'm sort of starting to to sort of feel like, you know, these they're not like I, I don't know if I'd consider them journalists anymore. No, right, just, just news. Like you follow someone like a Darcy McDonald, right? She works for Fox Sports. Like she's always got. Good I, things to say. She's yeah. critical, but she's yeah. great to, to she, hear. Yeah, she comes from a football family. Um, I played footy with her brother back in the days, Patty. Um, fanatical Canterbury fan. Yeah, so is Darcy, actually. You know, Darcy McDonald's you know, a great family. Um, they used to come watch um, Patty play, but crazy. The whole family's crazy Canterbury fans. I remember they used to just breathe and talk everything Canterbury and footy. So, wow. yeah, look, someone like that, fantastic. You know, absolutely. I love hearing uh, her sideline commentary. Love, love, love reading what she writes. And you know, why is it that these, you know, experienced journalists like to kick teams when they're down? Like, honestly, if the Tigers are going so badly and you have to write about it, there are there isn't there should still be sort of some sort of integrity. What, what do you guys think? Don't you do you think I'm 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 being a little bit harsh on these guys, or do you think what I'm saying is fair in that there needs to be some integrity in journalism? Now I don't know how you fix the problem because these guys clearly seem to um, you know be shock jocks or scrape the bottom of the barrel and try to you know only talk about negativity. There's very rarely ever anything good to say, and you know I'm surprised that they have the audacity to continue to do this, having not supported the players with you know and the RLPA, which for me is like. You guys are you guys are taking the piss at like at right now? 
you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, there was poor Kent and poor Kent's gone. We thought, thank God, you know, this loudmouth toxic person's no longer talking about rugby league. But then, you know, it seems like this, you know, 10 of them have sprouted to do his dirty work, which is, you know. Yeah, uh, he's gone. Oh, he'll be back. Don't he's worry. a flop. He'll be back. Yeah. Uh, you reckon? Bloody I hope no. not. I hope not. But of course he will be. Is his court case yeah. settled? I think. Ah, uh, no, he's still he'll, got he'll time to back. go. He'll be back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was just sort of a bit of a rant, just about the journalist. I just, yeah, I've, I've sort of had a little bit of a, um, little bit of a gutful, to be honest, especially with with, with Look, the way they're carrying on. I'm, I'm, I'm old school, so if someone like Roy Masters prints an article, oh, absolutely. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Former coach. Um, I think he was West Magpies coach of the century as well. Yeah. Um, took St. George to a grand final as well. Um, the guy just writes some great articles. He's, he's actually a brother of um, Chris Masters, you know, with the investigative journal. Yep. You know, basically what happened with that um, war hero or whatever. Yes, yes, Ben Murdoch, yeah, whatever, whatever his, his name, name is, yeah. yeah or Stokes. <laughs> Let's just call him Stokes' son, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he comes from a highly educated family, but read Roy Masters' articles. The guy's nearing 80. He's about 80. Is that the one he wrote about the West Tigers? Yeah. That was a great uh, article. He writes great articles from yesteryear yeah. till today or going back 60 years or 30 years or or on the inside and the future of the game. Well, he's just – he's such a good investigative journal himself. Like, he'll basically cipher or break down a whole club yeah. mm. or a reason behind something. He'll find you – He'll find you topics that are out of left field, basically, and it's just a great read. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, look, he's hoping that it continues to be more, um, you know, quality journalism around rugby league. You know, and the thing is, like, all these indivi- like independent podcasts that are coming out, I find so much more value in them than reading these gutted journalism. Like, you look at, like, um, you know, the um, the my podcast, the one that James Graham runs. You know, I love hearing him. He brings players on. He brings you know administrators on. Love hearing what he has to say. It's everything rugby league. It's from like. And he loves the game. Like, there's a real From a passion there. Forward slash fans' point of yeah. view, it's not someone that's got an agenda. Absolutely, hundred percent. And he works in commentary, but you find his questions are measured. He's genuine about the game. He loves the game. There's a passion there, and I love hearing it. Like even even uh, like on the Levels podcast or the Bloke in a Bar podcast, these guys you never find them trashing people. You never find them attacking people personally. They talk about the game. They talk about you know critiquing the way it's being played, <clears throat> and there's never any toxicity there and i love watching it because you find like it's enjoyable there's no like they talk about the drama and the theater of injuries and stuff like that but there's no like there's no innuendo there's no agenda they got got empathy with the players absolutely they went for the same struggles Um, they've been in the same arena Mm -hmm. the same pressure they know what it takes to be there how hard it is um you know so yeah and they can emphasize with the players anyway enough about that (laughs) um i want to talk about i want to sort of go to a more positive, maybe not more uh, positive. I can't believe Fuzz Flogfield just ruined your day. Oh, it's just it's still ruining your day. It's just, it's, <laughs> it just keeps going. It's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, I think um, I, I want to talk about uh, change sort of direction. I want to talk about the Dogs and the Panthers. Um, so the team uh, as it stands, the team, uh, the lineup is going to be, um, so for the Dogs, um, Burns is injured. And so is uh, so is Toby Sexton. So he was he has the eleven day stand down rule for a concussion. So he won't be able to play against the Panthers. Damn. Flanagan's going to be in at seven. He might have a good game. Flanagan's in. 
Yeah, yeah, Flanagan's in at seven, and then you've got Paul Alamotti what in for to, Burns. What happened to Burns? Burns, uh, mus- uh, stomach uh, muscle cartilage oh, injury, okay. which is yeah, quite painful. Oh, Burns is gone? He's yeah. out for Every a couple of weeks. He gets a bit of momentum, and he's, you know, he, he has injured, yeah. And he plays well. He's such a good player. Look at Penrith's lineup. Wow. Yeah, but that's I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's the grand final. But they before sh- they should have done the right thing and just put their res- like half their reserves in. Yeah. Before, before we got onto that, I just want to talk about the extended bench just for a little bit. So on the bench, there's. Oh, Josh Adokar and Viliami Kikau. That's a big. That's a that's big a massive in. in that's yeah. a big in. I don't care if Viliami <laughs> Kikau's only played two minutes this, Fo- this year. I reckon Fox will play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been bench. about two weeks almost. Kikau on the bench, a week yeah. and a half. All right, you come off the bench, I think. Kikau on the bench, and then you've got um, then you have uh, wow. I reckon Fox. A Fox play. on the wing, Skelton in centre. I think that's a much better looking um, backline with Alamotti dropping out. Nah, that, who's your other winger, Blake Wilson? Yeah. Is Alamotti back in? Al- so Alamotti's in for the injured uh, Braden Burns. So the back line will be oh, Avrilo, Wilson, that. Kiraz, Alamotti, Skelton. I think the best thing to do would be to move Skelton into centre and then just put Fox on the wing. I actually think Kiraz should stay at centre. I think he looked a lot better last week at centre than he did... Uh, sorry, Jacob Kiraz. Sorry, did I say Avrila? I meant Kiraz. Kiraz yeah. is a centre, not a winger, yeah. in my opinion. I think he's a better centre than he is a winger. He took so many runs. I think he made over 200 metres. Uh, he continues to absolutely grind his his uh, his metres out every single week. He's a strong player. Him, him and Skelton in the centres alongside uh, Fox, I think could be a good pairing. Skelton and Fox on the wing. They'll both play. Um, and, and with with Alamotti uh, how dropping does, out, how does um, Skelton defend in the centres? I haven't seen how he defends. Hardest, in for me, it's probably one of the hardest defensive. I agree. Positions I agree. Yeah. Also, your centre, in my opinion, has got to be your best attacking player in the back line. Yeah, I agree. Um, he feeds your fullback. I mean, sorry, he feeds your winger. winger. Yeah, finishes, you know that last movement. But I mean, if you saw if you saw um, Skelton's run against the Rabbitohs, I thought he showed exactly what he can do if given some space and given some early sure. ball. So I think he could do that. My big question is. Um, is Flanagan at seven? Look, I'm not here to attack Flanagan. I'm not here to say that he can't do it. I think if Flanagan follows the 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 blueprint that Sexton's brought and just digs into the line, gives Burden early ball, and just control the the team from from sort of the shape and the structure of the team, I honestly think that um, you know he could do well guy? for us. Had the Islander guy in? Who's the Islander guy? Kyle yeah. Oluwapu, yeah. the Islander guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oluwapu, what happened to him? <laughs> you're, uh, you're a menace. Okay. What happened to him? Oluwapu's got a neck injury. He's out for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, I actually think he's one of the hardest hitting defenders, and he would be great lock. I think he could I be a ball. He could be a ball playing lock. No offense to Kyle, I love you, bro, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, he's our best option at seven. I honestly think... room in the deep end against Penrith. Yeah. So just to make him escape go. Yeah, I hope that. I Because, look, whatever happens on the weekend, it's not going to be fine against Fox. How does Flannery keep his job? Oh, bloody oath. If the dogs win... Remember that. So what happens is he keeps his position, sex and slots into 5-8, Burden goes into the centres. Imagine that. You can hear crickets in the background. Flannery kicking the winning goal. That would be interesting. I mean, he doesn't get rid of him. He has to retain him some way. Yeah, but but I, I mean, mean on the bench maybe. But I mean, the the Panthers are paying a dollar five to win. The Bulldogs are paying twelve dollars <laughs> fifty. There's literally money on the dogs. Less than <laughs> a one. This game's at this game's at um, whatever the, they call points the points bet. Yeah, is yeah, it points, points bet? Stadium. Well, you actually know something. Yeah, <laughs> I've played there. On one, oh what? I've you, played there. Oh what? Played 
do you mean bet or do you mean do you mean blue bet stadium in penrith nah sports bet stadium it's, <laughs> yeah it's blue bet actually uh, the odds have actually uh shortened for the panthers the panthers are paying a dollar three whereas the bulldogs are paying 1250 we're only using these numbers just to speak to the odds we do not condone betting in any way shape That's or right. form on this podcast do not bet any dollar you do not win you will only lose please do not bet please. at all ever and Please, uh, delete your betting apps now. Delete, honestly, if you can, pause the podcast, go and delete your betting apps yep. and come back. Please do not bet. And it's haram. It is. It is, it is haram. It so is haram. please do not bet. Um, but yeah, look, I don't, I don't, look, the, 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 the Panthers get Luke Garner, uh, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, wow. uh, uh, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Loy, Brian To'o and Stephen Crichton uh, back. Um, yeah. Is that on top of Moses Liara and uh, Spencer Lenu and All James Fisher Harris? And yes. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go cry in the corner. That team's just yeah. that's just that's <laughs> there. Honestly, that's if that team stays that's fit. If that team stays fit, I think they win the treble. They win three. They win the third I, grand I, final I in a row. Perth, um, they can start probably resting a few players every week if they got to. I mean, it's probably the right thing to do. It I mean, would be, but they, what they, they got to worry about here. I mean, Canterbury's really severely depleted anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if, if Kikau comes back on the bench, I think Kikau will add something Absolutely. to our team. No doubt. Like someone with his experience and his capability, he will add. Have you seen him recently? He's so turned up. He has turned up a lot, yeah, but he hasn't. He also hasn't played in, you know, since round seven. He's up against. Round seven. He's going to be him versus the rest of the pair of Ford packs. He's not going to be able to do it himself. Yeah. And, and look, on the bench, uh, on the extended bench, we've got Chris Patolo, um, mm. who wouldn't, you know, who won't be playing. On our bench, we've got Harrison Edwards, Curtis Moran, Tevita Pangai Jr. and Jaden Ockenbaugh. Look, it's it is I'd what it go is. For size and either Harrison Edwards or Curtis, Curtis Moran will miss out. Yeah. Look, I think we need Just size. To accommodate and kick out. Yeah, you got, got the other two gents that are big. So Adaka and kick out. That'll be yeah. Great. Um, great. Look, I also wanted to ask um your thoughts, and I had a couple of co- comments um about um Reed Marnie's ability. Right, so I was talking to. There was an NRL um, oh, a chat. We're talking about, about his missed tackles. Well, it is about his missed tackles. What do you want him to do? Put Chuck. Uh, what's he called back in there? Who was your f- hooker? What was his name? Jeremy Marshall. Yeah, King. I reckon it'd be a lot worse than what Marnie's doing this year. <laughs> so, so hear this, right? My argument was that I think Reed Marnie is an elite NRL hooker, top three to top five hookers in the game. You reckon? Mm. Oh, he's definitely um, top five. Oh, he's look. You give him a good bunch of forwards, and you'll really see what he can do. We saw it at Parramatta, mm. so a lot of people. And look, he's still pulling off some things in a severely depleted one, the performing Canterbury side. So every every week, he almost gets a forty twenty. He's got four for the year, it's right? Unfair. He makes so many tackles. He is missing the most in it's the NRL, but the amount of workload that he's doing, I I maintain that I think he's an elite hooker. He's probably not at an elite level right now because of the team he's in and the players around him. But I believe he's an elite hooker and he's a better option than Jeremy Marshall. Who's been running King. out Bulldogs' team? Like, who's been running out? Is it... Um, um, oh, money's been... Money or burden. Has, yeah, yeah. Well, are they the strong captains. captains? Do they actually fight for the team? I don't know if they're the, the most... Because I think that's who you turn to if you need leadership. So I, I, that's where I think someone like a Viliami Kikau would have been a mad captain. Like, come on, like, boys, hype the boys up, you know, let's pump first hit, you know, let's get it on. I still don't know who their captain is asked this every week. Yeah, yeah it's funny. <laughs> it it turn around and forget is it Ado Carr or is it, is it Viliami? Was Viliami meant to be your captain? Nah, he's one of, part of the leadership group, but not actually a captain. So who is it? Burden? Burden and money. Well, honestly, two, but two. your 20s days, your 40s You need days. a defined leader. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You obviously have a leadership group, but you have a defined leader exactly. on the side. So let's say Kikau and Adokar play. Let's assume that they're going to play. 
Give me your predictions for the score. And you know what? Leave your predictions in, in the comments below. And uh, if you're listening to this, please be sure to like and subscribe. Um, the more subscriptions uh, that we have, the more content we bring. And we've actually got a big week of uh, of, uh, of uh, recording coming up this week. We've got two guests coming on, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. And then we've got, we've got one more coming next week. So we've got a lot of content coming up for you guys. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Click on the bell icon. But your predictions for the game, Dibbo. Jeez, I hope I'm wrong. Bloody hell. No, no, but I, be honest. It's fine. I, it's, it is what it is. I, I want to give, like, I don't know, for some reason my heart tells me give Canary a chance, 46 to 10 to Penrith. <laughs> no, but then my brain's telling me, look, it's going to be 66 nil. Like, honestly. I was actually thinking 66 as well. I'm actually very worried. Like, yeah. Don't worry. As a doggy supporter, I share I share those concerns. What about you, puppy? What do you think? 56 10. I think it's – honestly, I, I'm honestly – I hope they do a lot better. I'm man. not even I upset. Hope, like 38 16 or something. If, or, if, if Dogs can do it and hold it within 20. They did a good job. They won't hold them within 20. And I'm just saying, I said good I, job. I think as a dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what that's might very happen. I think um, Clear will probably rest a few of his players to the back end of the game and they'll take the, the they'll take the foot off the pedal. They'll mm. put the brakes on. So Look, if we, Canterbury will do a lot better. If we keep the Panthers under Please. 40, mm. that's success. If oh. we keep them under 30, that's almost as good as a win for us. Exactly. Honestly, that's my opinion. 30 If we win this game, it is – a miracle, and I think the NRL will be rigged. But that's my honest opinion. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Am I being harsh? Like, I'm just being straight out here. Like, there is no way, the way we're defending, we will be able to hold the Panthers out from scoring 40 or 50. If we do, and we somehow come in and show some mental determination, some tenacity, and some resilience, I will be very, very pleased, and it'll be a good blueprint for the weeks moving forward. Are they playing on Saturday? They're playing on a Sunday at 2pm. Wow, great crowd. It'll be a great crowd over there. It'll be all Panthers supporters. You know, it'll be, there'll be a few doggy supporters, yeah. but You're a lot of missing teeth out there. I will tell you what. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! I reckon if you have kick out playing, I reckon you'll go hard. I reckon he will. But I reckon you'll go hard. But don't forget, he's he's he hasn't played since round seven. Um, he'll be lacking Even match that, fitness. I, would just I don't want him to go out there and re-injure himself. I think yeah. we need him to build some of that match fitness for the preseason. Um, so yeah, I, I, I look, I'm I'm saying officially we're gonna win by two, but. Oh, but cute. to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I, I fear the worst for this game. Uh, let us know what your predictions are, what you think is going to happen um, with the game uh, against the Panthers on Sunday at 2 p.m. Now, um, you know, we're sort of coming towards the end of the, the podcast, but I have two things that I, I really want to talk about yep. that I think are very, very uh, exciting for me. The first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the Warriors. Love. The Warriors are on a bit of a tear right now. They are going great guns. Sean Johnson, incredible. Aiden Fenua Blake, like incredible. He it's almost like you forget how good he is because he's playing, you know, for the Warriors, you know, and he doesn't play for New South Wales or Queensland. Yeah. But I actually think as a forward, he's been the best number eight or number ten in the game. Yeah. There isn't anyone lately. This yeah. year, I don't think in terms of uh, in terms of form, he's the on form prop of the game, and he absolutely tore the sharks to shreds. Like yeah. he absolutely tore them apart. Mm. What a forward! I mean, I don't know how Manly let him go, but the Warriors have done something right by yeah. but with the recruitment because they are playing. Like they're on a mission. It's just me. He's got hands. Like he's got open hands. He's got Aiden, absolutely. Like the offloads around and they 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 got the easiest run home. The Warriors. Um, they should capitalize on that yeah. and aim for a top two. They get a home preliminary final. Would, if four, they win, the, if they win the first week in the finals, it would be so incredible to see step. them. Well, they already got a two point because they got a buy. Yeah, they got I think West and St George and 
Do they have Canterbury? No, they got oh, they've got Coast. Canterbury. Yeah. They played us twice. They got Titans, Bye, and then they got um, Dragons, Dragons, and Tigers, and Broncos, and Bron- no Broncos, yeah Broncos before Tigers, sorry. And then Manly at the end, and Manly. So yeah. they got about out of that. Literally, the only tough test you could almost the say Broncos. is the Broncos. Yeah. Six points guaranteed there for them. At least eight, I think. And, and to be honest, like it'll be great to see the Warriors um, the get a top two. Um, I, honestly, I would love to see them make the grand final. It would just be such an incredible achievement for the Warriors to see them. I don't think them. they'll make the grand final. I am a fan of the Warriors. I am a big fan, but I think they'll make the prelims. I hope. Look, as long as they're in the finals and they perform, I don't think that this Warriors team is the same as the Warriors team of the last maybe five, six years. These guys have resilience. They have character. Yeah. They have capability. And they're doing everything right. Like Sean Johnson, it's just – how does a guy – Come back to the like. How does he just yeah. reignite his career the way he has? It is just it's wonderful. Do you think he his um his fours have been on another level? Level, this year. yeah. Like from literally the prop down to the lock, yeah, unbelievable. Wade Egan at hooker. Do you In, think oh, I actually thought he could have. Egan's yeah. been killing it. Yeah, the bench comes on. Joe Stavangar and wow. the other misfits Strong. and they uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They battle the, the opposition. Neil Corey and then you've got Tahu Harris. You've yeah. got oh my god, and, and I just you know. It's just at that level, and even um, you got Metcalf as well. Metcalf come out of nowhere. Un- just strong bodies, and they've still got Tamari Martin to come back. You but know, they might not need him. No, honestly, going. yeah, it's, and Charles Nicholas, like you know, what a brilliant per- they, like. Can they still poach um, what's his name? Tuivasa. Yeah, Roger Tuivasa. Shek. Yeah, they try to get him. I, in. I don't think you can move. Can't do him. You can't get him anymore. He, he, what, till next year, right? Till next year. Yeah. Oh, I don't think, where are they going to put him? Yeah. Who do you? He'll, who, go, he'll go fullback. He'll go fullback. Do you think he'll go, he'll go fullback over? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a chance. Or, or he might go in the centres. One of the yeah. two. He just uh, made All Blacks actually. Uh, look, I'm with you, but I just think that I Nickel made the All Blacks. I think Nickel Nickel Clockstar <laughs> is just so. <laughs> chance is just uh, he's just playing on another. I'm so happy, and and to be honest, you know the doggies obviously nowhere near anything for the next couple of years. So, you know, my, my team, you know, for the finals is absolutely the yeah, Warriors. Johnson turned down a big deal from Tigers. Yeah, he did, he did. to re-sign with the Warriors. Yeah. He's yeah. on the back end of his career. I mean, what's an extra 100000 going to do for him or two, you know, for, for two seasons? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I agree. He's better off staying home where he's comfortable and build, try to get that legacy of that drought-breaking premiership for the Warriors. Oh, no premiership yet. Nah, the no, not with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, made the grand final yeah. in 2011, they lost that, yeah. but they lost that. But uh, honestly, um, it's Melbourne. I remember. That. You know, anything no. anything can happen. It was Manly. Yeah, <laughs> man, man, I think that performance <laughs> that performance by Manly yeah. was one of the best grand final performances I've ever seen. Manly yeah, played, played so one. well. Yeah, he did. I think from memory for that one. Um, Chris and Inu and uh, Matt and I were going toe to toe. Yeah, what a, I remember. Uh, um, Oh. And that's when that's when Daly Cherry Evans really really announced himself on the scene. He made himself yeah. irresistible for any team. It was just that uh, that that grand final. Wow! And then the very next year, the doggies poached uh, Desi Hasler and yeah. I Billy <laughs> Tupo and um, she's always the Warriors giant winger. Manu Vatuvai. Manu Vatuvai, yeah, oh, yeah, they were absolutely <coughs> killing it that, that year. You know, and you had Sam Rapira and oh. oh. And you had uh, Ben Madalino. Oh, uh, yes. Ben How the hell did the Warriors not win that? Yeah. yeah. And look, to be honest, I actually think yeah, they're playing now than they did that year. Did they get what smashed? Did they get smashed? No, it wasn't. It was like 24-10. No, it was like, no, it wasn't. Like, no, it was 34-10. Was, was it? It was, it was yeah. like 24-16. No, I'm pretty it? sure it was... Uh, hey, I Billy, know Manly got some hot decisions. Can you check the, the score of the NRL Grand Final for 2011? I think it was 24-23. 24-16. <laughs> Thanks, young Jamie. <laughs> 
Um, and if you guys don't get that reference, Jamie is uh, the Joe Rogan um, yeah. offsider. He's the clerk. Oh, Joe Rogan's producer, not offsider. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jamie. And we're going final of 2011. Yeah. You know what? New South Wales won instead of Origin, but I didn't know won the trophy. I just want to get that on record. Um, Who? Queensland one of it. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Just <laughs> calm your farm, you New South Welshman that goes to Queensland. You know what you are, bro? You're you're you're, you're disloyal. You're scum, as we <laughs> said on the other podcast. the podcast the other week. I don't get it. Born in WA, raised in South Australia. Okay. <laughs> How do you Queensland? How? The Warriors reached grand final in 2002 Yeah, what was the grand final score of 2011? That was the only part we actually care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll produce. Wow, your memory's spot on. Spot on. I, I was surprised that he scored nice. 10 points. Yeah, 24-10. Yeah, he got it. He's spot on, bro. Jeez, that's wow. amazing. Dib, you're a whiz. I hate you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. um, but yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm all in on the Warriors this year. I'm, I'm honestly hoping that they can go all the way. I don't know if they can, you know, first year with a new coach. and so. But they are playing brilliantly and you know, I'm backing them. This coach is from... Um, He's ex-Panthers yeah, uh, 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 assistant. So. Oh, we're hiring anyone from Panthers. Bro, honestly, Webster's absolutely think, killing it. I think out of all the side, all the Panthers assistants, I think only Warriors made sure to get the right one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, how many have Canterbury eyes? Two and they're three. both, yeah. And, feel, and they got to feel good to hire him. They anyway. like three. Canterbury assistance for anyway. <laughs> zero wins. Uh, oh, just go. So I just want to end on this. Stupid Queenslanders. Um Queensland won the origin. Well done. Thank they you. were they were uh you know, Brad Fittler was um out coached um and the team was outplayed dominantly uh in the first two games. Well, actually not dominantly in the first two games. I think in the first game um there was that fifteen minute period or ten minute period where Queensland won the series. I think that's where that or ten minute period in Adelaide, the last ten minutes was was the whole series. I think all those training runs where New South Wales did barefoot came back to bite them. You know, because like they forgot <laughs> they gotta play with boots on. Yeah. <laughs> look, with boots but, on. but if I you look you at agree. if you look at like we were never gonna win in Queensland, and if you look at the advantage New South Wales have in New South Wales, Queensland hardly wins in New South Wales. So it was always that first game. It's always that first neutral game, and it was that last. Mm. And it was always that last. Te- it was that last ten minutes that lost New South Wales the series, in my honest opinion. Um, but regardless, regardless, um, I remember I saying before game two that Cody Walker was not origin material. We argued about it and I was pretty adamant that I didn't believe that Cody Walker was uh, up to the task. Now- How good did him and Mitchell Moses go together? Great. Does Parramatta, does Parramatta play, plan a late well, swoop and try to sign Cody Walker? Well, Dylan Brown's- Or does South try to sign Mitchell Moses? Dylan Brown's back next team. week, so Do I don't think- Mitchell Moses played in that game? Like, he's kicking on second tackle. He's playing, like, apparently- in uh, He was he was yeah. released. I mean, he knew that Cody was taking care of the other side, so yeah. he was released to try to do what he can. I, think he he had a, well. I thought he had a sound game. Well. Nothing special. And I have to give an, an official apology from me, Elmo, to Cody Walker. Mm. On your knees, mate. I uh, yeah. oh, you look. I am sorry for the On opinions that I had. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been if he would have made a difference in game two up in Queensland because I don't think New South Wales would have won no matter what we did. But he played out of his skin um, in game three, and the way he absolutely tore Queensland right side defence was. A sight to behold, uh, Bradman best two tries on on debut. Good. Um, 
you know, and Cody Walker was everywhere. Yeah, Cody Walker everywhere. was absolutely backing up like a true six, um, you know, throwing the, the cutout passes, uh, running. He was just absolutely everywhere that game. And uh, well done to him. Does he keep his number six spot next year? You know, who he's knows? Old, I think he's old. We're 34 next year. Look, I think still think game two, the key was Reynolds playing. I know, no disrespect I, to Mitchell Moses. No, I don't think – honestly, game two was never going to be one in Queensland. It just doesn't happen. I know, but it would have been a lot better. I mean – We could have had a bigger chance, Brisbane, maybe. Plays in front of that crowd nearly every week. Now, look, I don't think – it would have been a lot better for the side. I mean, I thought they would have been a lot Moses? better. Why Mitchell Moses? What do you think Brad Fittler had in on Mitchell Moses? I look, I, I think Brad Fittler has a good connection with Mitch Moses from when he coached uh, the uh, Lebanon side in the World Cup. Uh, they were barefoot together. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Mitchell Moses played really Smoking well for Lebanon that year, but um, I, I don't know if – look, Cleary, for example, if Cleary is fit next year and Mitchell Moses is is is, is, is um is is fit next year? Do you choose Moses or Cleary? Well, Moses once upon a time used to play half. I mean, five eight. So do you choose them both? Well, Moses can play five eight. He can just run that left side. But see, but he kicks with his. Is he a left footer or a right footer? They tend look tend to these. No, days, he's a right footer. He's a right footer. They tend to these days have the right foot on the right side. Yeah, you know? yeah. Is Cody Walker a left footer? He's both. He's both. He's he is. Both. He actually yeah. got. He's very got, adept at that's, both. I mean, that's incredible. Like he can actually kick. Yeah. I mean, you know, do, do we try uh, the, the Cleary-Luai combo again next year? Do you have a new number six in there? Like, could you bring Cody Walker back? That's your... Yeah, look, to be honest, I don't, like... I was still going pair of three, Pete, this year, because I am. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was South saying, is their closest challenger, I uh, feel. Yeah, I was saying I earlier... Souths. Yeah, I, I that's think... That's how I see it, anyway. I think, yeah, Souths... I, mean, I was going to say Canberra. No. No, no, not Canberra. The Cowboys are making a late run, so don't rule out the Cowboys yeah. either. The Cowboys Remember would how be they made the final and they came eight? Yeah. Yeah. With no Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, yeah. no Jonathan Thurston. I can't believe that. Yeah, look, I think I think um Cowboys are uh, ones <laughs> to look out for. Thurston's legacy. <laughs> yeah, they, they let's not write off um <laughs> let's not write off the Warriors. I think the Warriors if they continue with their momentum, if they can get things right towards um the first season, you know, the first uh, finals game and stuff They'll like that. They'll be my team in the finals. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be my team, team from here on out. Warriors. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Um, but yeah, that's. You'll be wearing a Warriors jersey next week. Yeah. I probably will be, to be honest. Yeah. Not the All Blacks, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, the New one, Zealand one, one NZ Warriors. Oh, um, Not the San Francisco Warriors, or the, the Golden State Warriors, the New Zealand Warriors. The absolute New Zealand the Warriors. Um, I play basketball. <laughs> and with that, um, I'd, I'd love to uh, thank Dibbo for being on again and uh, Puppy for joining us yeah. once again. It's been a while. Hope to have you on more often. Yeah. Um, inshallah and uh, you know I want to thank you all if you've made it to the deep end make sure to like and subscribe we've got a lot of content coming up over the next two to three weeks that I'm sure you guys are going to love uh, Debo any last messages um, make sure you tune in to the wooden, the annual wooden spoon bowl between the two joint ventures of the NRL um, crowd of 2,116 TV audience of 7,900 it's going to break all records. Hey, let, let's let's be real though. Despite the dragons and the tigers and the bulldogs' woes, our, the fans are still pretty, uh, pretty resilient. Still uh, hanging Canterbury on. Canterbury got a sellout. St George got a sellout. Tigers have got like they've all got a sellout. Mm. Yeah, so Can I you imagine these sides if they go good? Oh mate, imagine. Yeah, they will. They will. So um, yeah, let, let's hope it's a good quality game. Uh, look, to be honest, like just with the tigers quickly, if they don't give Dream Buller, 
you know, a 10-year contract. I think they're they way out of their depth because he's literally their shining beacon this year. I think Jerome Ball would be silly to take a 10-year contract. Or would you want to... But you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but they need to... Keep uh, locking him down. They need yeah. to lock him down and provide him some assurances uh, about the direction of the club because, honestly, he's an incredible fullback and he's one of those players you can you can see playing um, representative football in the not-too-distant future. You, you know, I look at the Tigers forward pack and I think... Why are they so low on the ladder? Yeah, they're not that bad. They got a decent forward pack. Like you look at both sides this week. Uh, I don't see how St George can beat the Tigers because you look at St George's forward pack. They got a few more injuries. They're very thin. And then you look on the other side and you see the Tigers forward pack led by um, Captain Courageous Abby Corrissau. Um Clemmer, Isaiah think, Papali'i. Uh, and you just think surely they're going to put a big score on St George. Like the only way St George is going to win if somehow Ben Hunt and one other back. Just carry him over the line, or Jack Bird somehow pops up with a hat trick performance. Is Tyrone, is Tyrone Sloan back for He's the Dragons? Back at fullback, yeah. I think that, that that makes a big difference to the to the Dragons. Yeah, look. I mean, his defense ain't the best. Whereas Jerome Buller defends really well. Jerome Buller does everything well. He's, he's, he's an incredible Fijian fullback. Fijian boy, is he? I, honestly, I'm not really. I, think I, he's I, Fijian. I thought he was indigenous. Um, I thought he may be indigenous or Torres Strait Look, he may be. Fijians are just as freakish. Jerome Buller, what, fullback. Fijian. Is he Fijian? Maybe he's half. I don't know. I thought no, he was indigenous. I think they're the two two most talented um, in the game, the indigenous and the Fijians. They just produce some freaks and the out Pacific there. Pacific Islanders and all of them. Oh, look, we, we, we're not that inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> 70% play. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 70%. and with that, um, we want to thank you if you've made it to the deep end with us. Uh, appreciate all your time. Be sure to leave all your comments down below. Uh, share the podcast with all your rugby league friends and let us know what you think. Um, all feedback is appreciated. Subscribe, follow us on all our socials. The the links will be down below. Thank you so much for your time, and I hope your team does well this week. Big up. Thank you.